Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. When reading through our Bibles, we tend to breeze past many of the minor prophets because either we do not understand them or we don't see their relevance in our lives. Recently, I was reading through the book of Nahum, obviously not one of the books that you've heard preached from very often, and I came across this verse in chapter 1. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Now, there are familiar verses to this one that we can quote, such as Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Or Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. When I wondered about the context of Nahum 1-7 concerning the goodness of God, I wanted to do some research and find out why the prophet would make such a statement and where it fit in the history of Israel. The book of Nahum is not about the sins of the nation of Israel, as the book of Micah warned against. In fact, apart from the book of Obadiah, Nahum is the only prophetic book which makes no mention of the sins of the Lord's people. Israel was between two wicked and idolatrous nations, Egypt and Assyria. Nahum writes between the times of the falling of the Egyptian city Thebes and the destruction of the great Assyrian city, Nineveh. So this would follow the historic timeline of 663 BC and before 612 BC when Nineveh was destroyed. Now we know nothing about Nahum, except that he came from a small town called Elkosh, which is somewhere southwest of Jerusalem. Now the name Nahum means comfort or consolation. The prophet's message would be of great comfort to the people of Judah facing the great enemy of Assyria, who had amassed fear in many nations in the area because of their well-known cruelty to the people that they conquered. No one wanted to be on the wrong side of this nation. However, God raised up this obscure prophet, who did not preach or proclaim this message necessarily, but he wrote his prophecy in a book. Now, instead of laying out a case against the Assyrians or of the fear of the people of Judah, Nahum starts his prophecy by describing God himself. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. Nahum used that covenant name for God to remind the people that God had an agreement with his people to protect them and care for them. The Assyrians had already taken the northern kingdom of Israel and acted with great cruelty. For many years they had been threatening the kingdom of Judah, and now God was going to have to show them his vengeance. Now we're reminded of the words in Deuteronomy 32-35 that what the Bible says he says to the enemies of the Lord, To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. Now when Nahum reminds us of this in the first chapter, that the Lord is slow to anger, 
There was an earlier revival that took place in Jonah's day with the people of Nineveh, which is the capital of Assyria. But sadly, they turned back to idolatrous sinning. Unfortunately, we can sometimes see this happening today in the lives of certain people who profess to be saved, but turn away from the Lord and the path of his word. Nahum next describes God's judgments of having everything under his control. He talks about whirlwinds and storms and famines. He tells of earthquakes and volcanoes erupting. These aren't just quirks of nature. He ends this conversation by saying, who can stand before his indignation? Who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire and the rocks are thrown down by him. But now Nahum also reminds his readers that God is also a God of goodness. With all that is going on at that time, as well as ours, it is for this reason that we can have hope. We find in Psalm 25, verses 7 and 8, how God is described in this way. According to thy mercy, rememberest thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in his way. However, God is not only good, but he's a refuge for his people in times of trouble, like we're experiencing right now. Nahum says to the Lord that he is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. We all have troubles in our lives. Sometimes we are so burdened by them that we do not know where to turn for help. Sometimes we may confide in a friend or a family member, and yet maybe not find comfort or answers. In the midst of the two world wars of the last century, many found help in Psalm 46 and verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, some years after the prophecy was given, history tells us there was a breach in part of Nineveh's great city wall that was caused by a tremendous flood. Now, Nahum 1.8 prophesied about this event. And Israel was comforted by the knowledge that because of this event, Nineveh would be destroyed and disappear from Israel's enemy list. Knowing that God is good, do you trust him? He is only a refuge to those who commit their, the whole of their lives to his care. Have you been transformed by his grace and being born again, by his love and his mercy? Live this day in his grace, knowing that he is good and that you will find a refuge in a time of trouble with him. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.